Welcome back to Occult Pod. For this week's episode, we were joined by Adam from The Illusion. Adam is one of the many pioneers involved in bringing the knowledge of gematria to the forefront of consciousness. Over the past couple of years, he has amassed a large following, with his YouTube channel currently sitting at around 10,000 subscribers. He covers a vast array of topics, predominantly choosing to focus on sports and events occurring on the world stage. Me and Ngombe first met through his Patreon channel, so, in a way, we have him to thank for the existence of this podcast. We sat down with him for a deep and hefty conversation about the world of Gematria and how it presents itself in our day-to-day. Please enjoy this episode of the podcast, and remember to check Adam out. Links will be left in the description below. Alright guys, we're back again with a new episode. This time we've got the illusion on here. We're going to have to talk about the synchronicities of the coded earth. So let's get right to it. Any questions, Rowan, on what you have for the illusion today? Let's go, baby. You know what my first question is going to be? Go on. My first question is going to be about the World Cup and how fascinating that was. And what were your thoughts on the ritualistic nature of Messi winning the World Cup the day after the Pope's birthday? I think that was just a glaringly obvious sort of like script that was meant to play out. Yeah. It felt like the, the whole World Cup was just played out for Argentina to win. Yeah, it, it was heavily connected to Pope Francis, but it was it was deeply biblical, which I wrote about in my book about it. So Messi winning it is like throughout his whole career, it was like he needs to win the World Cup to be regarded as the GOAT, to be regarded as better than Maradona. So it was only a matter of time and he lost the final in 2014 to Germany. GOATs are scored. And he came into this... There wasn't that much expectation on Argentina. Brazil were the big favourites. And uh, you had France ahead of Argentina, England ahead of Argentina. And uh, they actually struggled to uh, qualify for the World Cup. They didn't cruise in like they struggled to get there. But yeah, Pope Francis is Argentinian, Jorge Mario Bergoglio, and he loves football and he's very close with Messi. And like you said, the World Cup final was one day after his 86th birthday. And Argentina won the World Cup in 86, where Maradona was the captain, obviously wearing that number 10 shirt like Messi. They're very synced up together, Maradona and Messi. But the the issue with people saying it was super obvious, they could have easily had Argentina playing the third and fourth playoff game on the Pope's birthday. People would have said that was obvious as well. So then playing France was pretty hilarious because his name's Pope Francis. But the the whole tournament, I was raving on about 33 and 42, the whole tournament. Um, so I was cold in pretty much every game. I got the majority of them right. And then the World Cup final finished 3-3 after extra time and 4-2 on penalties. I was like, oh, my goodness. It just made me go, oh, my goodness. I didn't even watch any of the World Cup games. So 33 plus 42 is 75. And the World Cup began on the 75-year anniversary of Queen Elizabeth marrying Prince Philip and also on Joe Biden's 80th birthday. Did you know the the last three World Cups have begun on US presidents' birthdays? Did you know that? I had no idea about that. No, that's very fascinating. No. No. That's so yeah, interesting. So the two, 2014 World Cup in Brazil, was it began on George Bush Sr.'s birthday. 2018 World Cup in Russia began on Donald Trump's birthday. And uh, the most recent World Cup began on Joe Biden's birthday. So 
there's got to be something to that. There has to be something to that. And Messi scoring seven World Cup goals in seven games, and he won the World Cup seven days before Christmas, and his nickname's the Messiah. Christmas Day is supposed to be Jesus's birthday, which it's not. It's just a lie. And uh, Christmas Day is on 12-25, which is December the 25th. 35 times 35 is 1,225, and he won the World Cup at age 35, didn't he? Um, all, all by a code, and he did it six months and six days before he turns 36. Six times six is 36. Six, 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 the 36 try. Book of Revelations, the 66 book of the Bible. The beast reigns for 42 months, and then they win the penalty shootout, 4-2. And uh, Mbappe were the first player since 1966 to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. And he wears number 10 as well, doesn't he? And he plays for Paris Saint-Germain, like Messi, who was sponsored by Qatar Airways. The World Cup was in Qatar. It's almost comical. It's almost comical. Um, but people are just too wrapped up in it, too entertained by it all. They think that Qatar hosted the World Cup because it was corrupt and it was all to do with FIFA. They need to realise that FIFA, the people that control FIFA, control the monetary system. It was in Qatar because it was biblical. It was the Middle East. It was connected to Jesus. That's why Ronaldo has gone out to Saudi Arabia who beat Argentina to end their 36-game undefeated run. Made no sense. Um, and then they went on to win the World Cup. It's, 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 just, it's just beyond a joke. So that's just one example. That's the World Cup. I, I code uh, the NFL, the NBA, tennis, golf, whatever it is. But I actually prefer to code everyday events more than sport. It's just with sport, you can do it every day. Because by design, it's set up to keep you distracted every single day. And you can make predictions every single day consistently. So that's why I continue to do it. I don't personally gamble. I used to. I won thousands and thousands. People didn't understand why I stopped. And I stopped because of the energy. My whole life was about coding and gambling and winning money. And then I kind of lost who I was. I forgot who Adam was. Um so, yes, do I still code and people take my picks? Yes. Am I doing it because I really want people to win money and actively want to promote gambling? No. I just reveal the code every day and people can do whatever they want with the information that I provide. And I'm not in it to be perfect either because none of us are. None of us are. And I've realized that. So don't need to impress anyone. I know what I do. And uh, I think people who get it, appreciate what I do but not everybody's going to understand it and I'm okay with that as well so I could go on all day about the World Cup bro <clears throat> I could go on all day like uh, the first goal was scored by Ena Valencia for Ecuador against Qatar and uh, he wears number 13 and then the World Cup began with 41 days left in the year the final was with 13 days left in the year 41's the 13th prime so Number 13 scoring the opening goal of the World Cup was was absolutely no shock whatsoever, whatsoever. Um, and they all do that celebration, worshipping their beloved Satan. Messi does it a lot as well. So you'll start seeing them all doing that. Not just athletes, people in Hollywood, people in politics. They're all, they're all doing that. So... Uh, 
Yeah, that that World Cup. Um, can, can I tell you a little Harry Kane code that I did? It was one of my favourites of the whole tournament because it was just off the charts. So, you know, France knocked out England quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, 2-1. Giroud scored the winning goal exactly 42 weeks before his birthday. You'll find that number is one of the biggest numbers right now in the whole world. And uh, I said before the game, Harry Kane would score. And I said he would only score one. Usually if I say a player is going to score, I don't say that. I just say they're going to score. They might score two. They might get three. They're just going to score. I said he's going to score one goal. One goal. And this was the reason. So against France, it was his 80th appearance for England and he could get his 53rd goal. So 8,053, like 8053, 8,053 is the 1,012th prime number. And he played against France on the 10th of December, all right, like 1,012. So I said he's going to get one goal and he did. So when he got that second penalty... Everyone was saying, is he going to score? Is he going to score to me? I said, he's going to miss. No doubt in my mind he misses. He's not scoring more than one goal in this game. And then he he took that ridiculous penalty. (laughs) And this is a guy who said three years before that penalty miss, in 10 to 12 years, I want to be a kicker in the NFL. 10 to 12. And he misses that penalty on the 10th of December, 10-12. 80th appearance, 53 goals, 8,053 is a 1,012 prime, like 10-12. And when I saw that play out, to be that confident that he was going to miss one of the best penalty takers in the world, because of the code, I just knew he was missing. It wouldn't have shocked me if Lloris saved it, because they play with each other at Tottenham and they love all of those storylines. But no, he skied it, which actually made more sense. Um, and he did that commercial with Johnny Wilkinson years before, um, who taught him how to take a penalty. And obviously, Johnny Wilkinson, he did drop goals where you had to hit it over the bar, just like Kane did. Um, so, yeah, I, I do those type of codes like every day. Um, yeah. But people, the people who are not aware of the code will just say, great job. You called Harry Kane to score. He always scores. Like he's England's top goal scorer, of course. So it's like you, you've got to deal with that and you've got to just be like, okay, I get where you're coming from, but you still can't argue with the numbers. I'm justifying why he scored before. I'm not just saying I think he's going to score because he's England's top scorer. It's not as easy as that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, that, that, I, think I, I knew on some intuitive level that Kane was going to miss that penalty. Like... I remember because I was watching it. I was on holiday in Egypt at the time and I was watching the game and I was like, he's definitely going to miss this penalty. There was just something in the air, in the energy. It was like, it's going to miss. It yeah, felt yeah. intentional. It felt intentional. That's what I thought. It was like in his head. You could see he was going to miss. This is where I've changed with uh, my mindset of it all. And there's a lot of things I talk about that I'll never be able to prove. And I, I'm good with that. I'm at a point where I don't think these players are in control of their actions. So that's where I'm at. And it took me a while to get to that. And I'll back it up. So at the beginning, you start, when you learn this knowledge, you start accepting, okay, it's corrupt. And you start thinking, like I said, it's all about money. And it's all about Vegas. Then I started to realize it was all about your energy. 
And then I realized if they are scripting it, which they're not, how did how did Zlatan score a 40-yard bicycle kick? How did Bale get that bicycle kick in the Champions League final? How's Beckham scoring from the halfway line? How's Zidane popping a volley in the top corner with his weaker foot? Like you see, how's a player on the line hitting the crossbar? How did Jeff Hurst have that strike? Is it over the line or not? Like, did they rehearse it yeah. so it hit it so perfectly? So I started basically using my common sense with it and realizing that I think we live in a coded reality. I think the high-level players, I do believe that they worship the devil and I do think they get rewarded by the devil because this is his realm. But I also think the majority actively have no idea what's going on, that they're partaking in it, in this coded game. There's no way they sat down at the beginning of the game saying, right, we're going to win 3-1. You're going to score after 31 minutes. You're going to assist him. You're getting sent off after 67 minutes. All right, like you're going to give away the penalty. I'll give you an example like yesterday. Everton played Tottenham, didn't they? Finished one all. Yeah, yeah. And I, was just, I just told my community, I was like, sometimes you don't need a code. I was like, they're going to want to keep this top four interesting and the relegation zone interesting. So I'll be really, really shocked if Spurs win. I'd be shocked if they let Spurs win and uh, go up to third. I thought a draw makes a lot of sense. So Newcastle on 50 points, Man United 50 points, Tottenham on 50 points. It's what they like to do because it's pure energy. They want it to go to the last game of the season where there's as many teams as possible competing for something, whether it's to win the league or to get a Champions League spot or to not get relegated or a Europa League spot. They love all of that. And Michael Keane who started his career at Man United with the Red Devils. I got rid of all my Man U shirts because you're wearing the devil on your on your hat with the logo. I don't watch any team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was a huge fan, like a, a, a true diehard fan. Um, and uh, I, I literally said this year, Marcus Rashford will have the season of his life before the season began. Guy who's doing that celebration, which is all about the mark of the beast pointing to his temple. Um, which is connected to the forehead, which connects to Revelation 13, 16, about how you can't buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast in your forehead or your right hand. But going back to that Keane player, so yesterday, Michael Keane, for whatever reason, if I did his numbers, I'd understand why he had such a huge role in last night's game. So he gave away the penalty, which Kane scored, like nearly all his goals are penalties. Kane, by the way, was the first son of Adam and Eve. And he called his brother Abel. It's all biblical. Like everything is biblical that's going on within the world of entertainment. And uh, then Spurs were 1 0 up. It looked like they were cruising in. I think 87 minutes, Lucas Mora got sent off because he two footed or, or did a really horrific challenge on Keane. And then a minute or two later, Keane picks up the ball about. 20, 25 yards out, center half, never scores, really. Pings this strike like primetime Ronaldo in the top corner. Yeah. So it's like, and he, and he cleared Kane's strike off the line. So this one player, for whatever reason, last night was the main like player on that pitch. And I bet it was all to do with his code. And how often do you see that, boys, where, for example... A player scores an own goal and then scores the winning goal. 
or gives away a penalty and then gets the penalty. It's like it happens too often for my liking. You see it so often that those patterns that that occur, and uh, I, I just don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe they exist. I believe everything has a numerical pattern, and everything plays out the way it's supposed to. I, I don't believe in these. Oh, that's just a coincidence that Liverpool won nine zero in the game after a nine year old girl got killed in Liverpool, um, and number nine Firmino got the man of the match who's done nothing all season, but in that game, he was like prime time Pele. I think he got two goals and three assists, which connects to 666. Two thirds is 666.6%. So, yeah, I, uh, I, it is absolutely undeniable that we live in a coded reality, but most people are not aware of it because they're too distracted by their own lives. Um, just paying their bills, you know what I mean? It's, it's understandable, the, the system we live in. It is it is a beast system. Um, and you go to school, don't you? You you basically get indoctrinated. You get told what to think rather than question the teachers. you just got to absorb the information that's presented to you. That's why most people can't critically think. Um, it hurts their head. They can't process it. It's like a computer. Certain people have higher level processes. Most people can't process what I say. Um, or they don't want to believe it. Maybe they can process it. They don't want to accept it. That's a big one. So I think, I think like, for example, now with everything that's going on in the world, with uh, like the economic crash, and we've got the war, whether it's going on or not, and uh, you've got like famine and divide and civil unrest, not knowing the difference between a male and female these days. People know deep down that something's not right. I think they know, but they don't want to sit down and have the conversation about it because it shatters their illusion. Yeah. It will break a lot of people when they really start seeing the matrix. And when I say the matrix, it's, it's not artificial intelligence like the movie, just the fact we live in a coded reality. And that the system is completely satanic. The system, the world's beautiful. The system is completely and utterly satanic. And we've all accepted it. So we've played along with it. So we're just as responsible for the people behind it, I think. We've accepted it. And a lot of people are getting crushed right now by the system. Because think how fragile it is. If you think about just how fragile it is, they can up the prices on everything, can't they? And they're doing it. And they can continue to do it. And then it gets to the point where people just work themselves to death and they're still struggling to pay the bills. So they're surviving rather than living. And uh, I have uh, come to the conclusion over the last year and a half that you don't need a lot to be happy. Uh, and that was crucial to me because I always felt like I needed the best of everything. And now I've just realized, like, I went for a walk with my mate yesterday. Beautiful walk. It was actually a nice day in England. I was like, I could do this all day. Go for a walk. I could camp out, live in a tent, like grow my own food. I thought, I, I could do that. But they don't want us doing that. That's why they got people out of the country um, and basically motivated them to move to the big cities because that's where you made all the money. 
they got everybody out of the country uh, by design, which is a uh, everything's by design. Everything. Well, we spoke about that the other day. Our, our last podcast was talking about how they're creating these fifteen-minute cities where they're just going to yeah. push a load of people into the city. But like for myself and Ngombe, I'd ra- I'd much rather live out in the sticks. I'd much rather be in peace and walking yeah. the countryside and walking by the riverside and just watching nature. Because there's something so peaceful about going out for a walk. Like if, if you've been focused on something like a conspiracy theory for a while and then you just go out for a walk, you realise that it's not as deep as you initially thought. You come outside yeah. and you realise all, all this is still happening. All this is still here. It's coexisting alongside all this potential madness at the same time. So it's like nature has a sort of disorder about it where it, it it's so disordered it becomes ordered and it becomes really peaceful. That's, that's the whole thing with order out of chaos. Like order and chaos, like they need each other. It's polarity, it's duality, yeah. it's necessary, it's good and evil. It's like if there were no darkness, you can't see the stars and all of that. So it, it, it is the yin and yang of life. Like, again, if everything was perfect, you wouldn't appreciate it. Um, God's given us free will. This is this is the huge thing here. So even if you we are living in a coded reality, you still have free will to make decisions. I think we all have a code, but I think ultimately you have a say in your code as well. I don't think you're born and that's your life. It's already been written for you. I think you have a huge say in it. Um it's like in movies, the greatest lines or the greatest scenes ever are often like improvised. It wasn't part of the script. So I think you can go off script, but I think ultimately you do have a code. I think we all have a code. We all have our date of birth, don't we? And date numerology and our life path number and all of that. I was born on my dad's birthday, right? I was born on my father's birthday, like the father and the son. And we always talk about the power of the spirit and all of that, like the father, son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. And I was born on his 31st birthday, which is the 11th prime number, which is my football number, which is my first email, adamedwards11 at hotmail.com. My dad lives at number 11. Uh, My favorite player was Ryan Giggs, number 11. So... I always knew I loved 11. I never got it. And now I understand. So I was born on my dad's 31st birthday. The guy I look up to more than anyone, the 11th prime number. That's why I'm here in England now. I came back so we could share our birthday with each other, April the 14th. Um, that's, so that's, that's one day. That's one day before my dad's birthday, actually. That's quite interesting. Wait, so your dad's birthday is April the 13th? No, the 15th. Oh, the 15th. Okay. The 15th. going to say April the 13th is... Uh, when Kobe Bryant died, April the 15th, um, that's when the Titanic sank. That's when the Hillsborough disaster was. Uh, a lot of events have happened on the 15th of April. Um, major events that have led to, well, I don't want to say it for your dad, but <laughs> have led to like <laughs> mass death. Um, there's quite a few of them on that specific date for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, and my sister's birthday is the 20th, which is Adolf Hitler's birthday. I always give a banter for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 good it's good to be back. I'm actually going to Blackpool with my dad on April the 16th, which is the anniversary of Tom Brady being drafted. Um, and it was it was him where I realised that I had a gift for coding sports. So thank you, Tom Brady, because um, yeah. I predicted that he would win the Super Bowl before the season began. 
and I'd never really watched the NFL before. I just, I was really connected with this number 73. I was like, wait, he can, he can go seven and three in Super Bowls if he wins. And he did. So that was the first thing I saw. I was like, okay, I need more than that. And then I was like, 73, that's the 21st prime number. Oh, wait, the Super Bowl is going to be played the 21st year of the 21st century. All right. Now, and I just kept going and going and going and going. And then I predicted his retirement date 18 months before he retired. I said he's going to retire February the 1st, 2 1. And he did. I said he was he was going to play 23 seasons um, because he was born August the 3rd, 8 3, which is the 23rd prime number. Said he's going to retire at the end of playing 23 seasons and he'll do it on February the 1st. And he initially retired. Um, the year before, and he came out of retirement 40 days after because Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights and all of these sickos mocked Jesus. Have you noticed a lot of footballers do that when they score, they stick both arms out like Jesus on a cross? That's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're wanting to play the role of Jesus because think about the people worshipping these people like Salah who do that. They worship them, don't they? And the, uh, the idol worship... Told in the Bible to not like be aware of false idols and wolves in sheep's clothing, and these people are that. Whether they're aware of it or not, they are. Again, instead of going to church on a Sunday, people watch Super Sunday, don't they? They're giving all their energy to these players who they've never met, they've never spoken to, yet they they worship or they'll they'll buy a shirt and get the name on the back of that player, chant them, sing songs about them cry maybe if the team wins or loses and if you really break it down I don't mean to sound disrespectful to anyone watching but it's completely cringeworthy and I was one of those guys so I'm not gonna act like I'm high and mighty and above everybody but it's completely cringeworthy um, how we are infatuated by these celebrities who we don't know and then you come to realise that they're working for the devil so I've studied symbolism at a really high level and doing, doing all of that stuff's not by accident or that stuff or that stuff that they do. It, it's not by accident. So if you watch the Premier League or any professional sport, they're doing the same five or six celebrations. They all do the same celebrations. And now they started to do that one. Saka, Rashford, Steph Curry in the NBA. They're doing that. They never used to do that, did they? they never saw anyone do that. They're all doing it now. And it's not just in the Premier League. All the leagues. Nobody questions it. They think they're all copying Rashford. Are you serious? Really? So there's a reason why they got Rashford to supposedly support schools and fund them in regards to the food because the third horseman of Revelations, famine. All right? And obviously if you can't buy or sell, which is all about this, where are you going to get food from? So, yeah, yeah, number 10, Rashford, the superstar for 10 Hag. And Gematria Satan gets you 10. I predicted 10 Hag would go to United. I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. And uh, people said, no, Ian is not ready for that job. I was like, ain't about that. It's not about whether he's ready for the job. It's about the code. Um, then Brendan Rodgers and Potter get sacked on the same day. Super synced. Super synced up. Uh, it's funny that Potter was supposed to be coaching against Liverpool 
in his first game for them and it never happened. And then he gets fired right before they're supposed to play them. And then Rodgers was the head coach for Liverpool that season when it looked like they were going to win the league and Gerard said, let's not let it slip. And then he slipped against Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> it's comical and... Um, I don't know what to say. So, Brendan Rodgers was born January the 26th, 126. Now you have Liverpool on 12 wins and six draws, 126, the day Rodgers gets fired. He was the uh, reserve coach for Chelsea. Um, Potter got hired on the Queen's death date. He was born 520. The Queen's funeral was 520 days after Prince Phillips. So, Potter was just there because of his coach in connection to the royal family. Um, not because he's a great coach or anything. Um, but he'll, he'll get a job again because it's a merry-go-round with these coaches. Yeah. It's just the same, like, 20, 25 of them that just... Like, Tuchel. Tuchel's at Paris Saint-Germain. He loses the 2020 Champions League final at Bayern Munich, 1-0, on Kobe Bryant's 42nd birthday. All right. He then goes to Chelsea. He gets hired by Chelsea on January the 26th on Brendan Rodgers' birthday, which is also Jose Mourinho's birthday, who's Chelsea's greatest ever coach. And you've got Rodgers, Tuchel and Mourinho all connected to Chelsea. All right. It's funny how Inter Milan knocked out Porto in the Champions League. Mourinho won the Champions League with both of those teams. It's called fixtures because it's all fixed. It's scripts. It's scripted, but it's scripture. It's biblical. It's not scripted by man. It's too perfect yeah. for man to be coding every game, every day, in every country, in every sport. It's not possible for it to be this perfect. So you've got Tuchel, who came in at Chelsea, wins the Champions League with them, beats Man City, who arguably were the best team in the world, and you could say they still are. They're the favourites for the Champions League. All right. They beat them 1-0. The last three Champions League finals have been 1-0, by the way. The best tournament in the world. Three goals in three finals. A joke. 1-0 connected to Satan. So, Tuchel comes in. He, win, he does really well. He wins the Champions League. Then he gets fired by Chelsea. Gets replaced by your boy, Potter. And then Tuchel goes to Bayern Munich. He goes to Bayern Munich. He gets sat by Chelsea... Goes to Bayern Munich, who are having a great season. They fire their coach, who's probably going to go to Chelsea, because it's just a joke how, how it all works out. And Tuchel going to Bayern's annoyed me a little bit, because I coded Bayern to win the Champions League before the season began. And I'm like, are they going to let him win again? But are they going to get him, let him get to another Champions League final? Like 2020, Tuchel, Champions League final. 2021, Tuchel, Champions League final. They're going to let him there 2023. Kind of annoyed me a little bit, but they could. They could because they know most people won't care. And then Tuchel's first game for Bayern is against his old club, Dortmund, which was Klopp's old club. And they beat them 4-2. And Liverpool on 42 points. And then the guy who shot dead the nine-year-old girl in Liverpool gets sentenced to 42 years. And his original sentencing was 42 days after he supposedly killed the nine-year-old. So, it, it's the only time England won the World Cup, they, they won the final 4-2 against Germany. And who gave them the trophy? Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Number six got the trophy in 66. 
wearing a red jersey, beating Germany 21 years after they beat them in World War II. It's uh, a joke. And then you had Adolf Hitler, who died exactly 21 years before the Church of Satan was founded. 21's a big number, man. It's why Brady retired on, on that date, because it connects to 777, which is uh, God's number. 7 plus 7 plus 7 is 21. And uh, 777, if you read my World Cup book, again, that's why Messi, the Messiah, seven goals in seven games, won the World Cup seven days before Christmas. 777. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, it can. It can occasionally get frustrating that it can go over people's heads, but I think most of the time is it's just because they've never come across my work. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously shadow banned, so you're not going to find me unless pretty much somebody's leading you there, or you type something in like the Premier League is rigged, then you might yeah. find me. But if not, you ain't going to find me. Um, they're going to hide me deep in the algorithm, which is understandable. I, I, yeah, I noticed that because I, I, I saw like last year, because I started following you back in late 2021, I think just after the Euros. Oh, and yeah. You so had like I quite a lot of growth in that year period. And now it seems to have stagnated. I don't know how it has been for you, but you're on 10 I'll tell you what, what happened recently. I, I gained like 1,700 followers in six days and then they banned me. <laughs> they <bounced over. laughs> yeah, and then I haven't really grown since. So I was flying, I was doing my best work and starting to get a decent following. And then, boom, they, uh, they suspended me for a video. I think about Ronaldo. Uh, going back to the Euros, you're talking about the best thing you can say about the Euros is the number 53. It's 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 so blatant. So Queen Elizabeth was coronated in 53. And the Euro final was in London, yeah? Where obviously the royal family resides in Buckingham Palace. So Italy win the Euros. They win it for the first time in 53 years because they won it in 1968. First goal of the Euros was in a game between Italy and Turkey. It was scored after 53 minutes. Turkey, we've just had the earthquake, which is all biblical. I did a video about that, which again got limited. All my videos, the most watched videos are always limited or taken down. You know what I mean? That all, always seems to happen. And then for another 53, so we get to the final. England on penalties. Oh, it's England on penalties again. Oh, they're going to lose. Yeah. And the three players that missed were Marcus Rashford, Aidan Sancho, and Saka. Rashford was wearing number 11. And then you had your boy wearing number 17, Sancho. And then Saka was wearing 25. When you add up those three numbers, it's 53. So the three players that missed penalties for England, the combined jersey numbers were 53. Italy win the first Euros in 53 years. They opened the scoring in the Euros after 53 minutes in Rome because the first game was in Rome, where the Vatican is, where Francis resides. And Pope Francis, who's so heavily connected to everything within this reality, he hosted 
Argentina and Italy in the Vatican in 2013. Both those national teams. And then within the space of 24 hours, Argentina won the Copa America and Italy won the Euros. And he's Argentinian and he resides in Italy. And then Argentina win the World Cup the day after his birthday. Because he's a false prophet. I think he's going to be the last ever Pope. Yeah, 266 Pope. That's why LeBron James and Kobe Bryant were drafted the 26th of June, 26-6. Why Pope Francis is connected to Prince Philip, who died with 266 days left in the year. He died at age 99 on the 99th day of the year. And then the uh, 2022 Super Bowl that season began on 99 days before the Pope's birthday. The two starting quarterbacks were number nine, Matt Stafford, number nine, Joe Burrow, like 99. The last player of the game was Aaron Charles Donald, number 99. That connects to 9-11 because nine times 11 is 99. So just you see all this stuff. I remember I was here in October, my brother who still watches football, great, great guy called Tom. He was watching... uh, Paris Saint-Germain against Benfica. And I, I sat down and watched it with him. I was like, okay, because I think we had some food. And I noticed, I went, wait, is that Paris Saint-Germain keeper wearing number 99? And he went, oh, yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I went, yeah. I kept watching it. And then the Benfica keeper was also wearing 99. <laughs> they were both wearing 99. This is keepers that were always historically number one. Now both wearing 99 in the same game. And just look at the jersey numbers. You, you you look at a back four now, it's like number 66, Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's like, what? you got the left wingers, 77. Or it, it, People just don't ask enough questions. They, they, they don't ask enough questions. It's always their favourite number, this, that and the other. They justify everything. People find a way to justify um, anything. And you can pretty much. And then they'll say to me, oh, well, you can find numbers for anything. They don't know the level I am at what I'm finding. I'm not just throwing out like a couple of numbers here and there. They have no idea um, what I what I do every day. But I, it's because I don't want to necessarily prove it to them. I don't have to. But yeah, people will always say, oh, it's easy to find numbers. You can do it for anything. I think people yes. are too comfortable though, aren't they? Yes and no to an extent. Yes and no to an extent. I can't code at my level. That's what I'm trying to say without sounding arrogant. But yeah, you can pretty much make connections for anything. I've got a friend called Stephen Henderson, a great guy. And uh, he, he mocks me with the code. He, he watches all my videos. This is what's funny. He watches all my videos and my lives and he asks me questions and stuff. But he always mocks me. So it's like, oh, you're going to do another video about Donald Trump that he had like 42 sausages for his breakfast and the beast reigns for 40. <laughs> no, mate, huh? I'm, not, I'm not going to do that. Um, so, yeah, you, you get stuff like that. So that, that's what people say about you can you can find anything. And like I kind of get it sometimes. You know what I mean? Well, I, th- I think that's indicative of the fact that there's a lot of coding in this universe, and the universe is predominantly coded. So obviously, exactly. you can find everything in something, but it's about it's about following the trail to a to a pattern. Like you've managed to every time you circumvent back to like the Pope and and the royal family and stuff like that. And it seems like they're some sort of moniker to 
this reality, whatever it is. I like think some, they, they could be fallen angels. Yeah, 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 potentially. Angels because so within the Bible, Lucifer was the highest ranked angel in heaven. He was directly below God, and then he wanted to be on God's level, and he got cast out of heaven because of his pride. That's why they're pushing Pride Month, which has the word yeah. demon yeah. in the middle of it. And it's the uh, the sixth month of the year, and it's like for the whole month. Uh, and Pride is one of the seven deadly sins. People don't get this. The rainbow flag for the LGBTQ community is six colors and not seven. Because God's number seven, the devil's number six. That's why God's always one step ahead of the devil. And seven times six is 42. So... Basically, what it is, is Lucifer got cast out of heaven. He lost the war in heaven because he wanted to be, again, like the same level as God. That's why he's pushing for equality now because he wanted to be equal to God. He's pushing equality, which is not genuine. Basically, the whole thing about equality is accepting Satanism. That's all it is. All right? That's all they're doing with it. So... 33.3% of the angels were cast out of heaven with Lucifer. And then you have Tom Brady, right? The most successful NFL player in history. He he played 333 games as a starter. He retired with 333 days left in the year. He made $333 million in his career. He won his last ever Super Bowl, February the 7th, 2 7 3 Times three, times three equals 27. He lost three Super Bowls. So you look at someone like Brady. He played his first ever game October the 3rd, 103, the 27th prime. He retired at the end of the 103rd NFL season. Like I said, 103, 27th prime, three times three times three is 27. He retires with 333 days left in the year after making $333 million in his career. Could he be one of the fallen angels? It would make sense why a guy who was the 199th pick in round six won more Super Bowls than any franchise. He's played in 10 Super Bowls. And how he connects to Pope Francis, who's another one who's probably a fallen angel. Pope Francis was born on 12-17, December the 17th. That's Saturnalia. Saturnalia connects to Saturn. Saturn, the planet, has seven rings. Brady has seven rings. He won seven Super Bowls. And Francis was born 1217. 1217 is the 199th prime number. Brady was drafted 199th pick. 199 is the 46th prime. Brady retired 46 days after the Pope's birthday. Catholic equals 46. Francis, the first openly Jesuit Pope. Brady won his last Super Bowl, 31-9, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then he retired 319 days before the Pope's birthday. So, for whatever it is, whether it's the gift from God, whatever it is, I see the code. And I, I, I put it all together. And 31 plus 9 is 40. Brady... Came out of retirement 40 days after he retired. Told you Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was tempted by the devil, but he didn't give in. And we all give in on this earth to temptation. The devil's temptation, God's salvation, but it's a lot easier. 
to give into temptation because sin is pleasurable. We all enjoy it. We all enjoy sin. If we didn't enjoy it, we wouldn't do it. So he takes advantage of us. Um, but we have free will, whether we give in or not. And I think the more powerful you become spiritually, the more you believe there's a higher power, the more you believe in God, it's harder for the devil to manipulate you. Because you see through his deception, his lies, because the devil's cunning, he's crafty, he's intelligent. Um, but the more powerful you are spiritually, the more you see through him. You don't fall for it as much. So that that that's crucial for me. All of this stuff, like people say, what's the best thing about being able to code? It's, it's just for me, like seeing through the illusion of this society. And uh, the codes help me do that. And now all my codes connect to biblical scripture, the verses. Um, that's why I can, I've gone like next level with everything. Like the book of Revelations, the 66th book of the Bible, the final book. I think we're living it out now because it, it all focuses on famine, war, pandemics, civil unrest, godlessness. It's all happened. It's all happening now. Yeah. And uh, England won the World Cup in 66. Church of Satan was founded in 66 in San Francisco. Pope Francis is also known as Papa Francisco. Um, Brady was born just outside of San Francisco. Um, it's it's That's also, I think, the capital city for the LGBTQ community, San Francisco as well. I think that's where it all came from. The flag was designed there. So it's... Did, did you see the whole thing with uh, Ohio? You know, the, the spill, the oil spill over there. Because obviously yeah, that happened, that happened in East Palestine, that. which is obviously the Holy Land. So it's literally an attack on the Holy Land. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so much. Ronaldo, going back to the Red Devils, was the second coming of Christ, mocking. It was the second, they called it the second coming of Cristiano. And he went back to the Red Devils. So he signed for them at age 18. And then 18 years later at 36, re-signed with them. And uh, he was born the 36th day of the year, exactly seven years before Neymar. They were both born February the 5th. Um, and of course, he's called CR7. His first number was 28 at Sport in Lisbon, the seventh triangular number. And Lisbon connects to the deadliest earthquake in history. That's why he started at Lisbon. So again, he'll be another one who's a fallen angel. That's why he can do everything that he does and score 10,000 hat tricks, whatever he's got, and jump freaking 10 foot in the air and score an edda. Because it's not one of us. These guys, are they're either possessed. That's why in football, you got you have like a spell of possession. Like, really? A spell of possession. Or he had a great spell with a club. Like <laughs> they, they often say this. So he's out of this world. He's not from this planet. Like they they kind of tell you whether they like whether it's like something supernatural telling you through man. When you realize that, do you know what I mean? That it's man somewhat being used. We can't give all the credit to man. Like that's what people do, because Satan wants you to hate your fellow man. God wants you to love thy neighbor, so he wants you to hate man. Do you know what I mean? He wants you to hate Bill Gates. He wants you to hate the Bush family. He wants you to hate the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, Klaus Schwab. He wants you to hate, if you're Everton fans, he wants you to hate 
Liverpool fans and Liverpool players and Liverpool coach. He wants that. I refuse to do that. I refuse yeah. to hate man. I don't like the system. I can't stand the system. But I refuse to hate man. Whatever they do to me, I won't hate them. Might not like them necessarily, but I won't hate them. So no, that's what he wants. It's all about energy. Energy. Um, so like the uh, Ephesians like 6.12, have you heard that verse in the Bible? I haven't, no. No. Uh, it's uh, Is it about the flesh or something? Exactly. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Okay, so it's not us against our fellow man. This is us against demons, basically. His angels and demons. And uh, that's what we're up against. It's spiritual wickedness in high places. And that verse is 6.12, Ephesians 6.12. Christian Erickson had his cardiac arrest on 6.12, June the 12th. All right, where number 10 went down in a 1-0 loss to Finland. And then I predicted the day after, when they said he might never walk again, I said he's going to sign for Man United, the Red Devils, and he's going to get the biggest move of his career. And I remember getting laughed out of the room. About nine months after he signed for Man United, I was like, oh, my God, how am I doing, how am I doing this? I, I said Messi would go to PSG over a year before he did, and people laughed because he said... I'm never leaving Barcelona. He came out and said, I'm not leaving. Kind of like the movie, like Wolf of Wall Street. So my phone were like, you don't know everything, do you? Messi's staying. He's just committed to staying for the rest of his career. I went, he ain't. He's going. He's going to Paris because he's connected to the Pope. And the Jesuits were founded in Paris. And then he wins the World Cup against France. Capital City's Paris. So I was like, oh. So I've done, again, it's like anything. You you can call so many right, but if you get some wrong, that's it. It's a classic um, example of you can write a hundred words on a blackboard, but if there's one wrong, you'll get hammered for it, and people will forget about the ninety nine you got right. But you spelt that word wrong. It's like really, you just want to pick a fault, and that 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 is also an issue with the system. We actually want to put people down instead of bringing them up like with my knowledge i love to share it it would have been so easy for me to have a life of just keeping my mouth shut and gambling for how good i am at it and i don't gamble anymore i've told you uh that 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 connects to the you've got the casino that has the word sin right in the middle of it the roulette table you add up all the numbers it's 666 it's 36 numbers 666 the 36 triangular number you got Vegas, the city of sin. So I started realizing I don't want to do this anymore, but it would have been easy for me in the flesh to just keep my head down code, win thousands of dollars and not share it with anyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could have just kept it to myself, but I like to share. I want people to become better than me. I don't do it for ego. I did at the beginning. I did at the beginning. Then I realized that that's a sin when you're obsessing over yourself. You want to help other people. That's one of the greatest gifts, helping other people grow. Along the way, you'll grow yourself as well, I think. But um, we're in such a competitive environment in everything we do. There's something positive about that. 
But in many ways, it just creates friction and divide and disconnection with how much competition there is. Who's got the bigger house, the best car, who makes the most money, who's got the highest degree, who, which teams won more trophies. It don't really bring about unity. Like you can push yourself without the competition, you know what I mean? You should push yourself to be the best, not be better than other people, just be, be your best self. Um, the world would be a lot better that way. But it's dog eat dog. you got contacts, can work your way up in an industry because your dad's the boss or, or you're attractive or maybe you're uh, conniving and corrupt. Because the fact is, if you get to the top of this system, then you're corrupt. I think at the very, very, very top, like if you're a president, for example, um, you're not there because you're a good guy who wants to benefit your nation. You're there because you're deeply corrupt. If you're a billionaire, I'm sure you're deeply corrupt to get to that point. And there should be no billionaires, guys. There's extreme poverty, like more than people can fathom. Yet there's billionaires and they often get worshipped, don't they? People look yeah. up to them. And uh, I, I, can't, I can't stand it, to be honest, the, the monetary system. But I always say money is not evil. It's what people are willing to do for it. Money is just pieces of paper or numbers on the screen. It's not evil. But um, the way that people are obsessed over it is. And the uh, also the distribution of wealth is somewhat evil. When you look how some people are living off five dollars a week, mm-hmm. and then Ronaldo supposedly got five hundred thousand pounds a week at Man United when he wasn't even starting. Again, they could make that up, but but if they're not, how are people like going there and worshiping them? It's and then what? Someone like Rashford's getting. 150 grand a week and then he supposedly says all right i'll buy a few school dinners and he's a hero 150 grand geez man i hope they're eating lobster I hope they're <laughs> having... that's all i'm gonna say about that and then he gets like an obe or something like it's just it's, it's wildly comical anyone who gets an obe or mbe or gets knighted is working for the devil simple as that your boy Obama gets a Nobel Peace Prize for going to war with six nations. It's a peace prize. I'm telling you, the, the devil's got a sense of humor. He has. He has. Like, there's no doubt about it. And he mocks us all the time. But most people don't know they're being mocked. That's the issue. They're not aware. I think of it. a lot of people are just too comfortable to actually face the facts. Like, a lot of my friends, even if you pointed this out with cold hard facts, they'd still be like, Ah well, what can you do? I think it's it's more of a, yeah. a nonchalant yeah. attitude where people just don't care. People are just comfortable, so they just want to live the life, get on. Which I mean, to to a degree, is, is fine. Like if you just want to get on and mind your own business, then do whatever makes you happy. But don't smite the other people that are trying to like point out. Well, they're com- they're, com- they're comfortable being they're comfortable being comfortable, and the biggest growth comes out outside of your comfort zone that's like pretty much yeah, a fact and uh people have been too comfortable for too long and that's about to change i've told you this whole system is going to collapse 
and they ain't going to be comfortable anymore. So they're going to be left with their spirit, which I always go on about. Build up your spirit, build up your knowledge. All right. Don't fear. Don't have fear of man or fear the system or just just build that up. And uh, because you're not going to be comfortable much longer. And I don't mean to scare people. I I I say bring it on. I think it's going to really help people. I think it's yeah, going to help people. They'll realize they don't need what they thought they needed. They'll realize that they were basically spending eight to nine hours a day working, eight hours sleeping, majority of the time left watching TV. Like they, they were just getting by surviving, struggling to pay their bills. Life's more, more than that. And uh, I, I want the system to collapse because when it starts collapsing, people are going to see how truly uh, fragile and satanic it was. They're going to go, oh, my goodness. And people are starting to see it now, like I said, with the electricity bills. They're like, why? What's this got to do with the Ukraine? They're using a bit of common sense now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the universe is a classroom and you should never stop asking questions. And it don't mean you're you're not going to have all the answers either. It's key to know that. Don't be a Mr. Know-it-all. Don't think you you need to know everything. You're not supposed to. Mystery is beautiful. It's incredible. If you knew everything, what's the point? Um, There'd be no fun in that. There'd be no growth. Um, But question things. And if people have a different opinion to you, don't tell them they're wrong. I remember the other day somebody asked me, like, what do you, I think they said, like, what do you prefer, lasagna or chicken Alfredo? I said lasagna all day. Like, lasagna is like my favorite food. Nope, you're wrong. Chicken <laughs> Alfredo is better. I'm like, how am I wrong? How am I wrong? Like, it's just my opinion, mate. No, no, it's chicken Alfredo all day is way better. I was like, all right. Okay, like you don't always have to like be right or wrong with everything. Express your opinion, preferably back it up. And this whole nonsense about facts as well. Like I always say many people have gone to jail for so-called like facts and evidence. Then we've later found out that it was wrong. So, yeah, just... Just ask questions. Be curious. Like, there's nothing wrong with being curious. But when you ask too many questions, think about Lisa Simpson on The Simpsons. We know they've uh, done so much predictive programming. I've done so many videos about The Simpsons. But the people that are promoted in that show and loved are Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson, who just are dumbasses. And like and arrogant and docile. And then Lisa Simpson, who's incredibly intelligent and open-minded and articulate and a critical thinker, as soon as she opens her mouth, they tell her to shut up. It's like Meg from Family Guys. Like, yeah, I was just going to say the same. <laughs> yeah, so the characters that are getting promoted and pushed are the ones that are the most obnoxious, like, like Cartman in South Park, for example. So they do that, and it just becomes the in thing and the cool thing, and then the younger generation watch it, and who do you want to be like, Bart or Lisa? I want to be like Bart. I want to mess around and be a douchebag and and get all the admiration and be a nerd who asks questions. So 
yeah, I don't I don't own a TV. I got rid of my TV a year and a half ago. I don't watch professional sports. That's huge. If I can give anyone advice, give that up. Um, but again, it's t you know, if you have family and you have sons and daughters or wife, and like it's that's hard. That that's it's very hard. But when you do give it up and you stop watching the news, which is to bring your frequencies down, that's why it's ninety percent of the time it's negative. Yeah. Um, hardly ever is like talking about something great that happened today in Manchester, unless they're talking about a team winning a game or something. Then they'll talk about it. It's pretty much someone got shot. There's there's a gas shortage. There's an economic crisis. Something's gone on within politics. Um. It's just negative. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm baffled as to why people still watch the news. <laughs> I think they like it. Like think think about people who watch horror movies where they're kind of like watching like that and then they're yeah. like that. <laughs> I think they're somewhat they somewhat enjoy it. Like people love drama. Why do you think like your coronation streets and East Enders have been around so long and so successful? People love drama. They enjoy it. They it's like addictive, it. isn't it? It's addictive. Yeah, it's why they love like the Kardashians because they're like the most dramatic family in the world. It is. They're so yeah. dramatic. Um, so pe people love drama. The, the world's a stage, isn't it? The world's yeah. a stage. As Shakespeare said. Yeah. Yeah, the first guy who got vaccinated was called William Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. He looked identical to William Shakespeare. And he was born in Coventry, just like the play writer. <laughs> it's like, it's just... And then shortly after he died, they said, William Shakespeare dies of non-connected like, vaccine death. It's like, why did you even have to tell us that? Yeah. Like, it just, again, that's why I'm, I say things like the devil's got a sense of humour. The first man to be vaccinated was called William Shakespeare, and the world's a stage. So... Again, that's just a funny coincidence to most people. And it is funny. It is funny, but it ain't a coincidence. It's by design. Not a coincidence. Whether he got it or not, again, is up for debate. You know what I mean? You don't really want to go too deep into things like that. Well, did he get vaccinated? Did he not? We don't know, but we do know they presented his name as freaking William Shakespeare. We know that. Um, so we can discuss that. Just comical. Yeah, I feel like it goes very deep. Like, is it an issue of the certain working with these people? To almost because, like you say, with your your coding, when you're decoded, it's almost as if you get like a download. I know it has been for me in the past. Like when I've had a like a decode spring to my mind, I've been like, is that actually a connection? And then I go and look it up, and it is a connection. But it's like, where did that thought first come from? I think you get. There's guardian angels. I think we get guided. I think these people are getting guided by demonic entities. They get possessed. Demons desperately want energy. That's why they're all in Hollywood. Los Angeles means the angels. Lucifer was a fallen angel. They, they need your energy. They need your admiration. They need your attention. It's what they want. They're like spoiled kids. Um, it's, it's, it's outrageous. So when I when I code, I often say it that I'm being guided and, and people are like, oh my God, you think you're God? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not giving credit to myself. I'm like, 
I do the codes and the connections I make, I I don't feel I'm I'm like that. Like if you see that like um GIF where there's a guy on the keyboard like that, I'm like that. <laughs> and when people see me in my live stream, I'm just talking. It's like just flowing. I ain't reading a script like a lot of people do, or they put together a video and it takes them hours and hours and hours and hours to do it. I just I just go and I get my audience involved in everything. So you recently probably saw my video about Andrew Tate, who said he was attacked by the Matrix. And then yeah. and then he got released on the anniversary of the release date of the Matrix, exactly yeah. 24 years after. That's something you'd be like, well, what is this? And again, did he go to prison? Did he not? I don't think so. We'll never know. But I can give you that duration. I can show you the article where he said that he got attacked by the Matrix. And then he get, gets released on the anniversary of the release date of the movie. And I can tell you things like this, like Neo, um, his passport in the movie The Matrix, which was released in 1999, his passport ran out, didn't it? 9-11, yeah. mm-hmm. And like Queen Elizabeth died 911 days after coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. England began their War Cup campaign 911 days after George Floyd died. Obviously, their flag sent George's flag. Um, so it, it it's, it's it's hard to comprehend all of this, um, but you make those connections and people just say, "Oh, you." This girl told me the other day in Huddersfield, "You're the most interesting person I've ever spoken to," and I'll take that. I'll take that. I, if you find me interesting, that's all good. You don't have to agree with everything that I say, but um, it's important to me that you at least find it interesting and then you can do whatever you want with the information. I say that with people on my website. Do whatever you want with that information. Use it to get closer to God. Use it to gamble. Use it to try and wake up your friends. Use it because you just want to code yourself. Um, you can give... A million people the same information, but they can do different things with it. It's like food. You can give a, a million people the same ingredients, but they're not all going to cook the same meal. So I think it's important that in this community that there's not like, oh, that guy's the best. We all should code the way he codes. No, we're like artists. It's like a football team. You can't have 11 strikers. Like You need a variety. So we should all we should all learn from each other. And I've done that. I've learned from so many other coders who've learned from me. And you've got to take bits from everybody and just try and make like a masterpiece with it all. But again, don't have to go, I'm the best. I've, I used to do it, guys. I'm saying this. I've coded so many futures. I've proven this. Nobody can code like me. And I'm like, I've looked back and heard myself and go, that is so bad, Adam. Like, what are you doing? But again, we're all... We're all guilty at times of of getting carried away with ourselves and thinking we're better than what we are. And even if you are, like, great, let other people tell you rather than telling everyone yeah. else who you are. And I, I've learned that because I, I really struggled with my ego since I was a kid. And I finally, like, I always say you can never get rid of it. You need to have it, but you've got to, like, tame it. You've got to, like, ride it and not let it ride you. You have to have ego. Like even like putting gel in your hair or presenting yourself in a certain manner, that's ego. 
Like it's not all bad ego. Same with money. Money is not bad. It's just if you allow your ego to get like carried away, it can really like bring you down. I think it's one of the issues with society is ego. It's why a lot of people won't accept what we say because it goes against what they believed. So that hurts their ego because it's somewhat like they're wrong in their head. People don't like to be wrong, um, which is uh, unfortunate. It's yeah. unfortunate. It's not about I that. Think I, it's about that's that. the thing that's been propped up today in, in modern society is the ego. Like a lot of people have been told, like, oh, just be you, do whatever you want, don't care about anyone else. And that's just completely against what, what you should be doing. It's, it's, it's against the main rules of life. Like you shouldn't just be thinking about yourself. You, you should be more selfless than anything. It's just it seems like everything's inverted now. Whatever, yeah. So somebody somebody sent me a uh, a video of Peter Griffin getting electrocuted and they said me in 20 years for being straight and it kind of made me good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, everything's in reverse. Like now, like um, and again, I've got nothing against this whatsoever. It just it just don't sit right with me. Like the way they're and no offense, I've coached I've coached plenty of girls' teams because I coached in LA and Chicago and all over the US. But the way they're promoting like women's sports and then saying that it should be on the same level as men, we're not all equal. There's a huge difference between equality and equity. So I gave this example, you probably heard it before. Have you heard about the three family members who were trying to watch a baseball game? No. Like, no. All right, so they can't afford tickets into the stadium, but they want to look over like the turnstiles so they can watch it. And there's three boxes. Oh, and there's yeah. the dad, and then there's like the eldest son and the youngest son. The dad is tall enough where he can see. He doesn't need a box. And then you've got the eldest son. He needs one box to be able to see. If he stands on the box, he can see just like his dad. And then there's the youngest who needs two boxes, and then he can see. Equality, all three would have one box. But then the younger one won't be able to see. So that's that's the key in providing what we actually need. Stop pushing equality. Like they're now telling us like men can give birth. They can't. Just stop, stop with that. Like we are... I always say, like, we're all the same, but we're all different. So we're all, like, created in God's image. We're all one. That's why the universe, uni, means one, the prefix. We are all connected by a code, it seems. But Satan's set up the system in such a way where it's disconnected us. By countries, which is a social construct. By class. By gender. By race. By language. Whatever it by your football, your sports team that you support, by your like academic level, it's created so many constructs which have created divide. When in reality, if we realize that we're all connected and as one, like like I said, love thy neighbor, it'd be a completely game game changer. Like think about just. Think about that tiny detail of when you smile at somebody and how it makes them feel and how they react to the smile. They smile or laugh. Or when you like, like when you, driving's a good example. When you, 
you just let a car go by. There you go, mate. Oh, thank you. Or you could just, no, I'm not letting him go. I'm not letting him go. That's your ego. I, I'm getting in there now. It's like, no, let him go. And then it just flows. So it, it, if we just all did like look after each other a bit more, but then they call you a hippie. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. Like if we went out of our way to like try and help people, I've always been a teacher and a coach. It's in me to want to help people. Not even with my website is to, to help people get better at coding. But most people are so ego-driven, self-obsessed that they only care about helping themselves or their family. It's me and my family. I don't care about anyone else. It's like, oh, man, I think that's a trap as well. I think that's a trap. Um, but I, I, I don't know. You can't tell everyone how to live their lives as well. They don't like to be patronized. They don't like to be judged. So it's a very fine line with it all uh, when it comes to what we do. When we're, when we're mm. discussing such controversial topics, these so-called conspiracy theories, everything's pretty much a conspiracy and a theory when you break it down. But by questioning it, they, they don't like that. And if you question them and their motives and their lifestyle and their beliefs, they get defensive. And when you're defensive, you attack. You only attack. So I'm just trying my best to not provoke people and not go out of my way to speak my mind to them. I focus on those who want to hear me talk. So like on my, I've got 10,000 people, whatever, on YouTube. There's plenty of people interested in what I have to say. I'll focus on them. Not if there's two guys who appear and start saying, oh, what are you doing? It don't make any sense. You're this, you're that. I don't have to worry about those two people. I have to focus my energy on those who actually care. And too often we focus on what we don't have or who doesn't like us rather than what we do have and who do like us. So mindset, a shifting mindset needs to be like a focus for all of us, I think. Because the power of the mind, I write about it in my book. I'm going to release that very soon. I've been working on it three years, and it's not a cheap plug. I ain't a guy like that. I don't go around telling people I'm an author and all that. But my first chapter is about the power of the mind. And it's it's incredible. That's why Satan or Satanists or if you want to call them the Masons or the Jesuits or the global elites, they understand um, psychology better than anyone they know how the mind works they take advantage of that they know how frequencies work and energy so if you look into like mk ultra and operation bluebird and everything where they've tested and done psychological experiments on man they know how to get in our head and that's why the majority of people in the world have the same view on life pretty much through that tv Operation Bluebird was a uh, psychological experiment. And if you look at Twitter, that's a bluebird. They have a bluebird. They changed it now to the dog. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, oh, they nice. did. Well, they well, had bluebird. Yeah, if you, yeah, they changed it to the, the dog, the, for the dog dog coin, I think. I was on, I was on it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I don't if you know. Go on it. 
Maybe they've changed it now, but yeah, just check on the app. I like just on that with Simpsons, you had a, a Simpsons episode that predicted Elon Musk to be the head of Twitter, didn't you? Oh yeah, just like, oh my god, it's crazy. It's like, it's almost like prophecy. It's like prophecy. Mm. What they predicted Trump to be president, like they predicted Ebola. They, they, they predicted all sorts, but people say, well, there's a lot of things that they've also said that never came true. So they do that. They have that mindset again, justifying it, ignoring everything that they have predicted, and then coming out and just saying that. Well, they also said that, and that never happened. So whoever's behind this, whether it's man or God or the devil or combination, they they're, they're very cunning. They're very cunning. Um, and they often tell you the truth in plain sight. I think that's part of the magic. Again, through the symbolism, they tell you who they're worshipping in plain sight. They all do the same signs and symbols. It's like they have to do it. It's part of the... Uh, almost like it, yeah. It's almost like it has to be done. Um, it's just the key is, are they consciously aware? That's That's where I'm at with my journey now. Are they consciously aware that they're doing it? Um, I don't know. Like, if they are demons, do they know it, or are they human beings like us who've become possessed, almost yeah. like like the Exorcist movie? Or can these demons, who are living amongst us but we can't see them, can they possess you for a certain period of time and then leave, leave the vessel? Maybe as soon as that game's over, they, they they go. I don't know any of this. I know I know like in the movie Space Jam, the demons possess the NBA players and get all their talent. If you watch that movie. Yeah. And it makes me think like it makes me feel like LeBron and Michael Jordan got possessed. Yeah, like way seen, Yeah, like you see in the NBA. I don't I've never watched an NBA game, but I've seen clips where like there's some some magic going on there with the players and whatnot. It's pretty crazy. Well, LeBron James's whole pre-game ritual was a satanic ritual when he was at Cleveland. Like you, you'll have to watch it. It's like doing all of that, and um, it's crazy. Like the last three NBA Finals have all finished four-two. It's to do with the beast that reigns for forty-two months in the Book of Revelation. They all finished 4 2 since Kobe Bryant died in the 42nd year of his life. And he died on 126. 1,260 days is 42 months. And that's why the Champions League final was on his 42nd birthday. <laughs> why, why Kobe? Because he connects to Revelation. The black mamba, the snake, the poisonous snake. He had a crown tattoo. He connects to the queen. And then you got King James, and now we have King Charles. People can't comprehend how King Charles connects to LeBron. I show you. I show you that he does. Um, but it's very hard to be like, to connect these people because we just separate it. That's professional sports. That's Hollywood. That's politics. No, it's all connected. It's all connected and everything you see on your TV is coded. Just who's doing it? Who's doing it? And are they aware that they're doing it? I, I think that's I something think... like we, we've come to the conclusion on this channel that it's something that's kind of out of this realm. 
Super. It's all, just, it's all, all by design. I think when we were in your Patreon, I think we were one of the two of the main advocates for saying like, oh, it's not man coding it. I don't know if you remember, but we'd often be in the comments being like, oh, it's do. not. I don't think it, I don't think it's man coding it. I think it's more something outside of this realm that's scripting it. Yeah, it's like man's man's being used. Man's within the code. Um, it, it's it's somewhat like a like a video game, isn't it? It feel it feels like that at times. Um, like Sims or something like that. It, it, it feels like it. But the key thing is that you have free will. Because if you start telling everyone it's just a matrix and everything's being coded, you start to feel like, what's the point? Disassociated. Yeah, that's a great word. You feel disassociated, disillusioned. And I think that's a very dangerous way. I think there's people on YouTube that intentionally go out of the way to tell you, you you like have no free will. You have a code and that's it. You're going to die when you're supposed to die and all of that. Um, you live in that country because that's where you're supposed to live. I, I think you have a big say. I I, I do believe that the, there is a code and perhaps there's an ultimate destination, but you dictate how you get there. I think there's multiple different paths and routes, but you choose that with your free will, how you get to it. Maybe there's an ultimate one. Just like there's an ultimate day where you're born. But um, or maybe that path can take you off and there could be multiple options, almost like a like multiple choice exam. Maybe you only have four options, but you get to choose which one. It might not be as black and white as that's it, that's your script. Like I told you earlier, some of the best scenes in movies is when the actors go off script. It's not even within their script. It's like the greatest lines. If you go and watch, come out and said that. That wasn't even meant to be in the movie. My most iconic line. Because I think their free will did that. They used their creativity. God's the creator. He created the devil. The devil's a creation of the creator. And we can create our own reality to an extent. We have far more power than we realize. Um, far more. And uh, this system's just drained a lot of people, taken their energy. Um, but you can get it back. You can get it back by, like I said, not watching professional sports, not gambling, not watching pornography, um, having a bit more faith in yourself and in God that you will be looked after. Stop living in fear and obsessing over the future all the time or regretting the past. I'd rather say live in the present because it's a gift. And a lot of people can't live in the present. They're too focused on tomorrow or next week or how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to get over her? Like, how am I going to pay my student loan off? So they're not really living in that present moment. Or when they are, they're constantly busy that they can't actually enjoy and appreciate it. Because they're going from here to here. Got to work, then pick up the kids and take them to football. And then da-da-da. It's like, they can't just sit down and appreciate how beautiful the world is. Because it's just the rat race. It is the rat race. And uh, I don't know if people deep down like it. Or they just, it's all they've known. They saw the family do it. Now they're doing it. The kids are going to do it. 
So, I, think, I think it's the, the Plato's cave sort of adage where people are just stuck in this cage and if it's all they've known and you show them something else, it's, it's scary for them. They're like, oh my God, I don't know what's out there. There could be anything out there. It could be beasts. It could be a guy ready to stab me. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 that's yeah, or there could be so much beauty out there. There could be so much Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, that's your mindset of escaping this mental prison that we're in. Which I think I, I, I've done personally for me, um, but yeah, yeah. What you what you were saying there is is it is a really good theory. That is a good theory with the cave. Um, it's all they've ever known, and uh, I, I always say this that people are scared of what's sacred, and that's why scared and sacred they're anagrams of each other. People are scared of what's sacred. Um, they, they don't want to get into it. They don't want to have the deep conversations. It scares them. And then when you get scared, you 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 shout, you scream. So yeah. when I go deep with people and they're not ready for it, they shout at me. I'm like, why are you shouting at me? So you're obviously getting through to them. Because <laughs> it's not like I'm shouting at them or being like mean to them. They, they, they scream sometimes at me. I'll say a certain code... They ask me about it, and then they stop me off. They start shouting at me. People do it a lot. I'm sorry to keep going on about God and stuff, but if you talk about God, they they shout. No, no way, not a chance. No way, no way is it. No, no way. It's like, all right, that's fine that you say no. Why are you screaming at me? Yeah. It's summer. Like, it's almost like the demon in them. Like, it again, is programming, when, isn't it? It's programming. They've been programmed to act like that. Like, okay, the, the family that gets ridiculed in The Simpsons is the Flanders who believe in God. They get mocked. Um, so that, that that's the programming as well. Like You hardly ever see movies promoting God. There's so many movies about the devil and demons. Like The TV show Lucifer is one of the most watched shows over the last five or ten years. And look at him. Look how they've glorified and, and promoted the devil. This handsome guy, nice guy, talented guy. Look how they've glorified Lucifer in that show. It's it's not by accident that they do this. I've 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 done a video about Lucifer, the TV show, and why it had six seasons. And why the lead guy who played Lucifer was from Wales. Wales has the dragon in its flag, which is the devil. That's why King Charles was the Prince of Wales. The devil connects to Satan in the Bible. So does the serpent, which is a snake, which is the World Health Organization. Has the big snake down the middle of it. And you have that Vatican. ambulances as well. Yeah, Vatican, Vatican, uh, the Vatican is designed like a serpent. Yeah, you have the caduceus the, the, that Pope Francis holds. It's very symbolic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the snake on it, and then obviously the snake is what influenced Adam and Eve to eat the forbidden fruit. And basically, he convinced Adam and Eve that God didn't exist, or that they could be their own gods. And then that was the fall of mankind. But here we are now, and again, that's why the computer Apple has got a the Apple's got a bite out of it. We've all taken a bite of the apple. And the first apple computer was purchased for £666.66. Yeah. 
Oh, dollars, not pounds. But... Yeah, it was dollars. What is it with all of these billionaires who make it famous from starting out in the garage as well? Yeah. Steve Jobs started out in his garage. Simon Cowell started out in his garage. There's so many of them. It's like, it's utter nonsense. And I think there's some real mockery. Like, seems like nearly all the billionaires didn't graduate. They tell you that you have to graduate to be wealthy and successful. And then you'll have someone like Richard Branson, who didn't even get a GCSE, become a billionaire and supposedly earn Virgin Airways and Virgin Atlantic and uh, Virgin Phone. And he's got his own island. And then, like, Zuckerberg didn't graduate. He didn't complete his degree at Harvard. There's a load of them that have come out and said that. It's like, but then they'll tell you that you need to go to university. Again, university is very Masonic. I had a great time there. met a lot of new people. But you get a degree. There's obviously 33 degrees in masonry. And then if you want to extend your education, you get a master's, like a master mason. And then the buildings are all perfectly designed and masonry connects to that, to uh, architecture. So, <laughs> yeah. Just, and that silly hat you have to wear when you graduate, you don't get more. It's like the black cube. It's like Saturn on your head. Mm. And you leave in debt. So then you become like connected to the system. So you have to do your nine or five to pay off your debt all by design. It's all set up that way. But again, you have a choice. You don't have to go there. You don't have to get in debt. You don't have to take out a mortgage. We just do it because your parents are like that, aren't they? Come on and go and be like, you're a smart guy. We, you've done well at school. The next step's university and then a job. And then you've got to get a mortgage. And then you've got to find a girl. And then you've got to have a kid. And it's like, Nah, not for me. I I ain't playing playing that game. Not a chance. There's a there's always a Masonic Lodge in university cities as well. I don't know if you know. Yeah, and they're always outside football stadiums as well. Yeah, well, there's one in Huddersfield, which is literally about a two minute walk away from my university building. Obviously, yeah, you're in Huddersfield. Did you notice that the other day? Um, no, I don't pay much it's... attention. All oh, right, fair enough. If, if you know Huddersfield, you know Huddersfield. You know where Poundland is. I I, I don't know it at all. I don't know Huddersfield. Oh, at do all. you not? All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> when I was younger, I played against Huddersfield when I was at Bradford City. I went to the stadium to watch a game, um, but no, I, I don't know Huddersfield. I was only there because of my mate, um, who I hadn't seen in a while, because um, he just bought a new house there, and we went out. So, no, I, I don't know it. I, I literally went to his house, went to this pub, went downtown, and that was it. I didn't notice any Masonic lodges, but they're, they're everywhere. They're global. They're global. Um, this fraternity. But they're not all evil either. This whole thing about every Freemason is evil. Most of them don't have a clue. Like first to second degree, they're there. They generally are there for the brotherhood, for companionship. Um, it's the 33 degrees your George Washington's that that level uh, who have a huge say people are like every Mason satanic like no they're not a lot of them just 
they get to a certain level and they can't progress because they don't have the money to progress. That's what a lot of it is. So the higher you work your way up, the more money it is. And if you're middle class or lower class, you can't afford to go to the next level. So it's the ones who get to the highest level of masonry come from wealthy families because they can pay the money every year. Um, so yeah, mo most masons, they won't have half the knowledge we have, to be honest with yeah. you. I, I was speaking to a mason actually, because uh, I do a direct sales job on the side. Yeah. And I was in Leeds, Leeds City Centre and I was one of the pe people I was selling to, he was a mason, he was telling me all about it. And he, he clearly didn't have any clue about the higher rankings of, of masons. I got he, he, he was just there strictly for the brotherhood and for the events and helping the community and things like that, which is... Very admirable. Yeah, that's that's the thing with it. Oh, I think that's what it initially was to make man a better man, basically. But I, I was in Mexico, and I first time I'd ever met a mason, and so blatant with it. I was out uh, with my girlfriend having mojitos like through the day, and I live in a tourist part of Mexico, and the guy where we were at it was like, "Come here, best mojitos in the universe." You had to walk on the marina, and then they asked us. They were like. Is he being honest? We we're like, yeah, because we really like the guy. Yeah, best mojitos in the universe. And they're like, where are you from? You sound like you're not from around here. I was like, yeah, I'm from England. Oh, I'm from Chicago. And then he started telling me that he was a worshipful master in masonry. Came out of it. First time I've ever heard anyone be open about it. And I said, I thought you're supposed to keep it a secret. And he said, one of the like... One of the aspects of masonry that people don't understand is it's not a secret society, right? It's open. Like we want people to sign up and we started having this conversation about it. And his wife said, Oh my goodness, you should be one. Like your knowledge is crazy. Talking about me. I was like, no, I've not really got any interest. And he didn't have a clue. He's, he calls himself this worshipful master. Like, so I was saying stuff like, do you think it's 33 degree, the highest rank, because Jesus died 33 AD? He was like, oh, my goodness. Maybe that could be what it is. They don't, they, they, they don't, they don't have a clue. No. Uh, but they, they're part of, like, just a, a clique, aren't they? A lot of people, what, what human beings desperately crave is companionship, is acceptance, companionship, love, and... They can get that in these societies to an extent. But to go to that next level, it's like it's like in the sports. I I, I am, and I'm going to say it because I'm being honest. I think I can say it. I am and always have been like exceptional at football. I was the best at Bradford when I was younger, best at my school, my college. I didn't make it. and I, No one ever knew why. They told me I was too short, five foot eleven. They say you're too short, like really. And it's like in sports at the highest level, that's the people you should be calling out. If they're playing semi-professional, getting paid 400 quid a week, 300 quid a week, they ain't Masons or Satanists and playing in front of 500, 600 people. They're just talented footballers who never got an opportunity at the highest level because they're not part of this high-level fraternity. It's so funny in Premier League now you have Mason Mount, Mason Holgate, Mason Greenwood, and they all come from clubs that are connected to 
Masonic Lodges, Barnsley, Everton, and Man United. No, Barnsley, uh, Man United, and Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Like, when was there ever a Mason in the Premier League until then? There wasn't. And now there's three of them, and they're all young English talents. They were never a Mason before those three. Mm. They all come through at like the same time. It's, it's pretty much like comical. Comical. Well, I, one of my friends who he made it in, in football, like I used to play football with him. Oh, he was it was a friend about 10 years ago. I used to play for a football club with him, like my junior football club. And he, he went professional, so he plays for Southampton now. But he, he started it at, at Barnsley. It's, it's called James Bree. I don't think he starts that often. He, he recently moved from Luton Town. He's played for Luton for a while. He's a, he's a right back. But yeah, he most exceptional to the football. Say again, sir. Oh, my, really? friend, my friend Simon played for Luton, yeah. What, recently? Yeah, I'd probably say it was about five or six years ago. Simon Ange. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he James Bree hadn't moved in. He was at Villa before. He went from Villa to Luton, to, and he's just moved to Southampton recently. Yeah, I, I'm talking about, like, high-profiled names. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go ask... 500 fans around England who that guy is. I don't know how many had known. Maybe 20%. I'm talking about the highest level. Yeah. Like that you're watching on the Premier League in every every week on match of the day, playing for their countries. Like that type of level. That they need calling out. They need calling out. Yeah. Um, which I do. I, I do call them out all the time so like I said this this Liverpool Chelsea game uh, let me ask you guys this before I go what time is it oh my god I've just looked at the time it's 10.18 Luke 10.18 is how Lucifer was cast out of heaven like a lightning bolt oh my goodness 10.18 the time uh, alright so let me ask you this what you think is, what's going to happen in this game but Chelsea are Liver Chelsea are playing Liverpool, right? They're both struggling in the league. Um, although Liverpool last year were this close to winning four major trophies, like <laughs> this close. So, just from your gut feeling now, before I say anything, who do you think is going to win, or do you think it's going to be a draw? What do you reckon, just from your gut? I'm saying draw. Draw. All right, uh, and that's just pure gut, yeah. 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 Right. So th this this is what I'm saying here. When when you do what I do, you've got to you've got to almost look at um, if something looks too good to be true. It often it often will bite you in the ass. So I'll give you an example here. So Chelsea, if they win, I actually don't think they do, but if a part of me wants them to because their code's so blatant. Might not make sense to you this. I've just done it for long enough. So I want Chelsea to win because the code's so blatant, but I don't think they do because it's so blatant. So I'll give you an example. This is what I've found. Chelsea can get the 66 win versus Liverpool whilst keeping Liverpool on 42 points in the league. Graham Potter was just sat by Chelsea Six weeks and six days before his birthday, like 66. 
And 317 days after his birthday, the 66 prime, and he was sacked on 4-2. April the 2nd. You got all those 66s with him getting fired on 4-2. And now Chelsea can get the 66 win, keep Liverpool on 42 points. I'm like, I, I'm not, I think that's blatant. So then I was like, let me look at the nines. I was like, Liverpool, they won nine losses. And I was just telling you that nine-year-old girl was killed in Liverpool. And that Thomas Cashman who killed her just got sentenced to 42 years. So I was like, he was 34 years old, the ninth Fibonacci number. What if if Chelsea draw, they get the ninth draw? And it'll be the 45th draw all time between the teams, the ninth triangular number. Um, and Liverpool would stay on nine league losses. So it's like I'm leaning the draw here. Yeah. But I like what you say about Graham Potter getting sacked. Usually it's, it's just such a common occurrence. As soon as a manager gets sacked, the team changes completely. They're like a new team. It's like they're the best team in the world for like three games. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, it's I look I look at this game. So Chelsea are the favourites. Um, I think they're plus one forty. I think Liverpool are plus one seventy or something. There's not much in it, but Chelsea just got beat by Villa, which is Prince William's favourite team. I've told you Potter connects with the royal family. So, like, Chelsea's 29th game of the season. They're on 10 wins and 10 losses and 29 goals scored. 29 is the 10th prime. So they can stay on 10 wins and 10 draws if they... Uh, 10 wins and 10 losses if they draw after 29 games, the 10th prime. So, and it's like, wait, Chelsea, they, they have number 29, Kai Havertz. That's why they won the Champions League 1-0 and he scored. It's 29's the 10th prime. Um, so I'm looking at this game because everyone's going to be intrigued in it. But I don't think Liverpool lose. But everyone's telling me Chelsea win. And if they do, it's because of those 66s and 42s. But remember the beast reigns for 42 months. <laughs> I don't know. This is a hard game, but usually these big games as well, usually they're, they're not very entertaining. I know recently we've had a couple yeah. of like decent games, but more often than not, like big games or major finals, they're, they're tight. They're like 1-0 because they build it up. They get, you, they get all your energy before the game sometimes. What they do in UFC and boxing, they actually take your energy with the build-up actually more than the fight the energy is from the build-up why they have these muppets like michael richards talking for like an hour before the game like i, I can't listen to it to be honest so yeah man. he's I'll laugh like... what's that michael richards laugh it's like it's annoying yeah michael actually came through at farsley celtic where i used to play like it's from leeds michael richards um then he went to he did really well at Man City and then he went to Aston Villa and never did anything since then. But when he came on the scene, Micah, it was like incredible. Strong, fast, 
unbelievable starting for Man City at like 18. And then he went to Villa, he got injured. And now he's a pundit. And it, all those pundits irritate me. Carragher, Neville. I just can't handle them. They, they do my head in. They all repeat them. They, they all say the same thing. Uh, it, was a, it was a vital, vital three points. It's like, that never say die attitude. Like it's just, it's like they've got like one of those toys where you pull the string and they've got about ten different things that they say. Yet they still drag it out for three hours. Like watching the same goal for twenty minutes. I don't know, and I can't do it. Don't pay me. They always, they always talk about scripting as well. The commentators seem to say it a lot more now. They're like that was against the script. Oh, oh the that, that wasn't supposed to happen in the script. Say, you, you couldn't have scripted that any better, is what they often say. Yeah. Kind mm. of scripted. Oh, the, yeah, but they do say, yeah, that, that's gone against the script. Oh, that's the script wiped out. Like, yeah. But again, that makes people think man's writing a script. It's impossible. Oh, yeah. It connects to scripture. Biblical scripture has the word script in it. So, again... Do the commentators consciously know that they're mocking the public? Or is something like controlling them? I don't know. Like I told you six is the number of like the devil. And then Sky Sports, you have that super six where if you predict six scores, it has to be six. Not the super five or the super seven. Super six. Had to be six. Like your boy Gareth Southgate was wearing number six when he missed England's sixth penalty against Germany in Euro 96. He had to be wearing number six. And who was the first player to consolidate him? Number three, Stuart Pearce. So the photograph is number three holding number six. And six times six equals 36. 36 is like three sixes, six, six, six. Like, I don't think they're planning that out so well. No. To like have Pierce miss that penalty and then score the penalty. Um, so remember he missed the penalty. Was it maybe it was Italia ninety? I can't yeah, remember he missed the penalty. And then he got retribution because you get a lot of that in sports, where he scored mm. in the uh, the game against Spain in the shootout. And I think he might have even scored against Germany. But also it's almost like a ritual, isn't it? It's like they have to do something embarrassing to then make up for it and, and do really great like Gareth Southgate Southgate's being arguably England's best manager yeah like Wayne Rooney has sex with a granny yeah um, yeah it often happens like that like watch Mason Greenwood come back and dominate people will forget what he was accused of and then people go yeah but he was innocent so people just dismiss it yeah it's it's a uh, it's, it's just uh, it's a lot to digest all of this but it's yeah. it's interesting it's a soul for a soul isn't it? it's the soul exchange so if you want something you have to give something else away in return it's something yeah. why a lot of people say like if, if someone wants to get higher up in like the music industry or acting career someone close to them dies suspiciously I'm not sure now if that's actually a conscious thing. If they're like saying, "Oh, I'm going to sacrifice," it's like Kanye West. He said that his mum got sacrificed. He's like openly said that. 
to get where he's oh, he, 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 yeah, he, he literally said that if he didn't sign with the record label, his mum would still be here. He yeah. said that. Um, no, I don't. I don't think there's a contract where they say I'm. I I don't think it's a willing sacrifice. No, neither. I don't. I don't think Kanye said, "Okay, you can kill my mum as long as you give me this like fame and fortune." I think they do sign a deal, a record deal with the devil, and uh, he basically owns them. But he'll give them fame, fortune, success, but. It comes at a price, and it'll say that there'll be something within it that says that's why in a that TV show, Once Upon a Time, Rumpelstiltskin's like, all magic comes with a price, dearie. Like it's true. So that that's what it is. Like I don't think he necessarily agrees, and that's why you get the genuine, uncontrollable tears of emotion, like when he talks about his mum. I don't think that's because he said I'm willing to allow you to call my mother. I think it really came as a like, oh my goodness. I've really given up everything and now look what they've taken. Look what the devil's taken from me. He's often talked about the devil in his songs. He brought out that song Jesus Walks and uh, Kanye is a difficult one. Like quite a few of them at that level because they give you a lot of truth. But he's also said so much blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Like he, he almost acts like he is Jesus when he's singing that song. It's like singing about himself. Calls himself Jesus, doesn't he? Oh, he did. Yeah. So and, and again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And then he's dating Kim Kardashian. You know, he was who is a witch, like all of them. All got the K, Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Chris, all with a K. The eleventh letter of the alphabet, which is the master number. Um, but they're witches for me. Practically anyone who dates them, something bad happens to them. Shortly after, Lamar Odom, Kanye, there's there's a load of them. They date a Kardashian, and then something majorly negative happens in their life. Now they go on drugs, or a family member dies. I'm not quite right about them, to be honest. Oh, they endorse Hitler. <laughs> yeah, well, they've just promoted, like, again, ego, stupidity, materialism, and also feminism, which the devil's behind. Because yeah. he's it, it destroyed the family unit. He's had us compete with each other now, whereas I think the family unit used to genuinely work as hard as they could. Uh, the betterment of the family and I think now it's like a woman's competing with the man more women are saying I don't want kids now until I've sorted my career out um, which connects to depopulation so does that LGBTQ community that's depopulation yeah. you've well, got to see it and just speak speak it for what it is that's what it is it's obvious that there's a trend downward in, in the birth rate is trending massively down now. Like if oh, you yeah. start rising the, the birth yeah. rate, it's just going to collapse. Society's going to collapse in the next fifty years. Less, less yeah. for me. But again, I, I don't let that worry me. I don't let that concern me whatsoever with society collapsing. It, it, it's about time. Yeah, it's about time to be honest. So again, it's not. It's one of these things where I'm not excited for it to happen going to be really challenging and tough 
but I'm not scared of it happening. And I'm not in denial of it happening as well, which is most people. I'm like, let's go. I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Put me <laughs> in. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's a bit about my story. I didn't really get into the codes with you and all the numbers that I know. If, if people are watching this, they'll, they'll figure that out themselves if they watch my videos. I've got like, I don't know how many. Must be close to a thousand. I have to look at that. It's a so, so many videos. So if you're interested in it, you should check check out the YouTube channel. Um, this is a lot of crazy information there about. Do, do you do some, sorry, I was just gonna say, do you want to do some plugging just about like your channel where people can find you? Yeah. So I have a YouTube channel which is just called The Illusion, and. Uh, like the image is yellow and it says like uh, fake facts. Like basically, basically the facts that they present to us are, are false. Um, you can find me on there. I have a website, which is amazing community of people. Um, you can uh, check that out, come for a month. And it's not just about telling you who's going to win sports games. I, I, I cover everything that you can imagine there whether it is code and sports games, biblical scripture, astrology. Um, the, the, list, the list goes on numerology, what I cover and the, the community. You've got, well, I think there's 500 and some people there, pretty much all like-minded, all sharing their thoughts and opinions. It's like there's no community guidelines. There's no third parties because I own the domain sharing codes and asking questions and all of that because the fact is people like us we don't have many people that that see the world the way we see it so that's the biggest thing i get from my website i have an instagram page but i hardly ever post on it um i have a twitter which is popular that's the illusion 111 so there's lots of places you can access me where you don't necessarily have to support me financially but just share my work and watch it and see if you enjoy it and if you don't don't watch it again <laughs> pretty much Where's the so for everybody I don't just talk about one specific topic sports politics moon cycles the Gregorian calendar Vatican um, coronavirus, if I can, um, the economy, like I was able to predict when the uh, crypto was going to crash through this code. So the royal family, celebrities, magic, wars, history. I've, I can cover like a lot, thankfully. I've got quite a bit of knowledge. So yeah, there's something for everybody um, on my uh, YouTube channel, I think. Give it a awesome. watch. Awesome. Is, that, is that a good place to end off, do you think, in Gombe? Yeah, I'd say so.
This is the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, saying thank you so much, okay, for tuning in for this episode of The Occult Pod. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and also comment, because it helps the algorithm. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, go to at the occult pod underscore 13, that is for Instagram and Twitter. And have a great rest of your day, okay? Thank you so much.